Time now for Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. An informative but laid-back approach to sports medicine on 1010XL. Yeah. Now, let's break some bones. Good morning. Breaking Bones, a Sunday morning. Just stretch it out. Oh, just stretch it out a little bit. Breaking Bones for the next half hour. We talk sports injuries and a bunch of other things that we'll try and work in. Whatever entertains us for the next 30 minutes. Hopefully we will entertain you. Joe C. from XL Primetime, noon to three weekdays right here on the Superstation. Dr. George Barry, I'm looking right at him. Fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews. He is an orthopedic surgeon right here in the city of Jacksonville. Doc, what up? What's up, man? Yeah, you look fired up, don't you? <laughs> what, what did you stay up last night? Uh, Late? I, you no, know, no, normal. No okay, big deal. Right. nothing. You, you doing know, all right? I'm, yeah, I'm alive. Everything's good. Yeah. Okay. That's, you know, actually, now that you're, you asked me, yeah, that's my new thing now. So, as you can tell, uh-huh. I'm a glass half full guy. I mean, oh, yeah. half empty guy. Yeah. Sometimes you can be a little I, pessimist. Yes. And that's how I am. Everything like you know, actually, I love it, the fact that I'm like that in my work because mm-hmm. no matter what surgery I do. It could always go better, right? yeah. and if it's textbook, if I do it textbook, like you know, right? Then so you beat up. It could be, it could be better next time. Okay, all right. Okay. And I kind of like that because it pushes me to always improve. Mm-hmm. So, but but in my head, I'm a complainer. I complain a bunch in my head. I just don't say it out loud. But in my head, I'm complaining <laughs> about everything. Are you and sure so, you don't say it out loud? <laughs> <laughs> so if you ask my wife, she'll say I say it out loud. But then some people ask me, "How you doing?" I go, "I'm all right." And they go, "You know, what do you mean you're all right? What's going on?" And I don't want to have those conversations. Right, right. So, so now my whole new thing is I'm alive. Oh. I'm not six feet under. Yeah. Everything's fine. Right. Everything's great. So right. if, I, if as long as we're alive, yeah. everything else will, you know, fall in line. Yeah. The, the classic line is when you have a birthday. Well, happy birthday. I'm getting older, though. Well, the alternative's a lot worse, you know, yeah. basically is how you but look I at it. But I said that to somebody the other day, and they go, why would you say that? I go, what do you mean? I mean... Happy I'm alive. It's it. I don't need anything more than that. I'm yeah. above ground. What can right. I? I can't complain. And they said that there was some study done that people that say that are really miserable. Oh, <laughs> are you going to test the theory uh, out and see what know. people think? But I was. I mean, do you feel if someone had told you, do you think they're miserable? No, no, I, don't know. I wouldn't like, think so. All right, so here's the uh, one that this uh, the, my old radio partner David Lamb forever, one of the greatest guys. Like I always basically said that everyone wanted to be Lamb because he just had a big time wherever he went. Now, he was a huge human being. He still is a huge human being. I saw him this past week. But he would always say, I said, how you doing? Another day in paradise. Well, it gets, got to the point where he was not happy because he was in a lot of pain because he was so heavy, and he kept saying, another day in paradise. And I'm saying, Dave, you don't look like you're having another day in paradise. Yeah. And then he would look at me and give me, flip me the bird or whatever. <laughs> but uh, just, just the core of what you're saying, Doc, is it the most overdone thing in the world when people walk past somebody else and go, how you doing? They really don't care. Do they? I mean, that's reality. Like yeah. if someone says, how you doing? Say, well, let me tell you all my problems. Are you going to sit there and listen? <laughs> no. And you don't want an answer I, other than I'm good. Right. I'm good. I don't or want I'm anything alive. other than I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm alive. <laughs> can, I can't complain. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, Now I looked at you and I said, did you stay up late last night? Because Chris Rock, uh-huh. he streamed his first, uh, comedy special since 
getting slapped. Oh, where's that? What, what, what it is was on? on Netflix. I did uh, not see it. I was hoping you did. I had no. I wasn't aware of it because I wanted to at least. And you know, we'll we'll look at some of our social media a little bit later on. But they were talking about he was going to explain the the open hand slap. Oh, well, so you know, did what he? happened? Do I don't know? know. I don't know. We're going to have to find out. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures six four one ten ten. Speaking of Netflix. I, oh, I, I thought have been. Gonna, I thought you were going to hand no. open hand slap me. I haven't been binge watching Drive to Survive. Oh, it came out last week. Uh-huh. You know, it's the F one show, and now there's a new golf one that just came out. This yeah, the, I haven't seen it. But I heard it was good. Me too. I need to uh, see it. But you know, the F one season starts today. Okay, in Bahrain. So is uh, Max Verstappen just going to rule the world like he has? You know, forever? they're saying that Ferrari Mercedes is going to be much closer to Red Bull. And what I'm really excited about is Haas, which is the American team. Right. They're saying they might be fifth place, which that means the top of the midfield, right? Because you have Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull, no matter what, they're going to be top three the way things have been going. Mm -hmm. There's no questions at that. The other question is who's going to be after the top three? And every ranking up is about another, you know, $20, $30 million for the team every time you go up in the rankings. That's massive. So it's it's a big deal. It's the first time Haas is actually going to, they have enough sponsorship to spend the money that they actually have to spend because before they didn't have enough money to spend. To re- it's like you can spend $120 million a year on the car. Right. And now they have a bunch of people that are sponsoring them, so they have the money. So it's going to be exciting. Well, we will uh, try and feed people a little F1, but as you're saying that, and I was feeling slightly threatened that you may open hand slap me, I Googled open hand slap because it, it reminded me with the Chris Rock and Will Smith deal that apparently hands, like there are hand open hand slap fighting going on that's actually kind of picking up steam and people are into it people want to watch it there's maybe the MMA people looking to see if they can sanction it look Is at the MMA people want to sanction hand slapping well here's here's what I'm reading right now while slap fighting isn't new it has been met with criticism because it lacks something you know the other aforementioned combat fightings ha- uh, combat sports have which is vital to career longevity which is defense because think about it you're just standing there while someone does an open hand slap right to your face right to your jaw right to your ear uh i I, look i like ufc i like mma but this i I don't think i would long time ago florida georgia game we did it we did an overnight broadcast Uh we stayed up all night long and it was us Sports Radio, and Planet Radio. And we gave away a pair of Florida Georgia tickets, and we had an open hand slap contest. These two guys were absolutely smashed. I mean, they were smashed. You were, whoever the winner was would get the tickets? Would get the tickets. And they were smashed. I mean, they were. this is 2 o'clock in the morning, Ugh. just trying to entertain us and keep us awake. <laughs> and these dudes were not going to stop. They weren't going to stop, Doc. And finally we said, we'll get both of you a pair of tickets. Now sober up. Oh my god! It was it was honestly I I don't I don't know how they how they get into this stuff. But look, there's a lot of stuff out there for a lot of people that may not you know may not fit our taste. <laughs> All right, now we got to get into a, a handful of sports injuries. If you've got a question, it could be a sports ache, joint pain, whatever it might be. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at six four one ten ten. Hit Doc up. And uh, obviously, free advice. I get it from him all the time. Uh, you can get it as well. So if you have any pains, aches, whatever it might be, uh, throw them our way. All right, so, Doc, uh, the combine taking place. Wrapping up in Indianapolis. 
this is basically where they invite uh, 300 and some prospects to come. Teams come in. You know how the game goes. You were under Dr. James Andrews, so you're very familiar with this. But one of the main things they want to do is they want to interview the player, kind of find out what the makeup of the individual is, make sure he knows what he's doing, see what he does with some of the on-field drills. But they also want to take a look at the medicals. And apparently a lot of physicals are done up there, and a lot of team doctors will get together and maybe share information. Yes. What do you think about that? I mean, I think it's great. Anytime someone has a medical issue, mm-hmm. I think it's it's great to have the team doctors there to, you know, discuss it with each other, and uh, and a lot of times they have the the college doctors there too, mm-hmm. right? And so you can bounce ideas or say, "How bad was this injury? What do you think about the repair? Do you think this is going to be a liability? What's his chance of retear, etc." So I think it's great that they do that. Yeah, shared information is not a bad thing. Uh, and heck, you just went to that conference uh, going back what a week or so ago. And getting all that shared information procedurally, but this is where they might get you know some of the medicals. They'll run them through whatever their MRIs, and they'll take a right. look, and they may take a peek, and this may send a guy down a draft board. Absolutely, look the, these NFL teams are spending millions on these players, right? And so you better believe that they're going to try to get as much extract as much information possible mm-hmm. on their past medical history, right? To make sure that they're going to spend millions on somebody who's not going to sit on the bench because he has an injury. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, so. I'll, gi- I'll give you one. Bryce Young is not the biggest cat. That's number one. And so much debate will be height, weight, can he make it in the National Football League? He's still projected way up there, but he decided not to throw it at the combine. And he said it had nothing to do with that AC joint injury that he suffered back, when was that, Doc? Back in late November. Um, missed a couple games and then came back and played, maybe early November. Bottom line is he said it had nothing to do with that. But why wouldn't you just? In my opinion, the only reason you wouldn't go in the combine is because you don't want to look bad, mm-hmm. yeah. right? You he's going to he's going to go to his pro day and throw where he's right. going to look his best. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just think that you, either you're not ready because mm-hmm. something's happened, right? And you, you're not ready to do it. Why else would you not? Right? The, the old adage: If you have nothing to hide, what, what are you? Right. Why are you hiding? And they, boy, they play the game. The agents are in their ear going, "You know what? We don't need to throw. Don't yeah. throw. You're already top ten or whatever it exactly. is. Exactly. Why? Why are you going to? All you have. to only room you have to go is down. Yeah, exactly. Let it be. Now, here's a bummer for another guy. This is Boise State safety, J.L. Skinner, projected as a day two pick, which means he's a second or third rounder. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, that, that's a pretty good resume just because you're not a first-round guy. But anyway, he was expected to perform well at the scouting combine, help up his stock, tore his pec training about eight days ago. That is – that's that's a son of a gun right there. And yeah. so – you're doing everything you can to make sure that your body is perfect for the combine. Still going to interview, do all that other stuff. But uh, they said that you can't do any drills. Right. Surgery will be performed by the, the geo of the West, Dr. Neil Alatrush, next week. And so it's it's just a bummer. Who I not? got to meet, by the way. Yeah, yeah nice you guy. met him at the, uh, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the course. Yeah. yeah. Good guy. Nice guy. Yeah. So a torn pec, how long does it take for a guy to come back from that? Six to nine months. I mean, it's minimum six months to come back from, you know, and I say all these things, but sometimes these NFL players come back like superhuman in like two days. So, you know, who knows at this point. But normal anatomy, normal uh, uh, protoplasm, as we say, uh, is six to nine months. You know, we have a saying when someone has really bad, like, you know, someone's just sick and Mm -hmm. it's PPP, piss poor protoplasm, right? (laughs) Like, they're just not going to heal. They're really sick. They, they, you know, 
they're 50, but they look 80. Wow. You know, those kind of heavy smokers, super mm-hmm. diabetics. And it's just the right. protoplasm is just not good. They don't heal as well. Right. I am a radio doctor, so I'm going to ask this for the other people out there that may not know, but you have to explain protoplasm. Okay. <laughs> it's just a just so, just so people can totally get what we're talking about. Because basically what you're saying, it's almost like saying you got good genes or you don't have good genes. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. you know, or, or you know, you lived a hard life. Yeah, you've, you've, you've worn yourself out. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, there's a lot of patients like that, right? Yeah. And, and, and they don't heal as well as someone mm-hmm. who takes care of themselves. And that's why right. it's important. You got to take care of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Which you always warn against the diabetic scare if you can stay away from diabetes as long as you possibly can it will pave the way for a lot of uh, uh, right. other good things so speaking of diabetes did you see the new thing erythritol <clears throat> so erythritol is a sweetener no calorie sweetener they use like a lot of keto food because there's no sh- it, no uh, calories uh, no carbs like you're sweet and low you're splendid right it's, it's, yeah. it's, so it's in um monk fruit monk fruit's kind of gotten big right or stevia also mm-hmm. it's erythritol so they were doing a study nothing to do with erythritol Mm-hmm. And they happened to find that they took people, everyone's blood samples, and the people who had the higher group of like the twenty five percent group that had the highest erythritol in their blood, right, had a two and a half times more likely to have a heart attack and stroke. And they looked and they go, "What? Whoa. What's happening?" So they further they did further research and they found out that erythritol coagulates your blood; it thickens your blood. Whoa. And so now they're saying, listen, guys, you know, all this stuff that you're doing, no sweetener, no calorie, you know, it's great because if you're not, if you're diabetic, it's not sugar, but mm-hmm. now you're, you're increasing your rate of stroke and heart attack and you're increasing it to the point of the same as being a diabetic. Are you serious? If, if you're in that top 25 percentile of, of the blood sample that they took, mm-hmm. now I don't know what that number is and I don't know how many products you have to take for that to, to be in that, but just be aware if. You're on a no sugar diet, and all you do is eat food that has erythritol in it. Mm-hmm. You just got to be aware that maybe you should switch it up. Okay, so uh, it's so funny because I, I these are the things that come out of nowhere. Now I'm trying to think of what my my dad and his wife Karen they will she will pull out of her purse this little you know and she'll put it in MSG. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but she'll put it in unsweetened tea or or whatever. And I'm guessing it's stevia. I don't know. I don't know. And so you're saying, and I'm just looking at it right now. So the monk fruit, the keto reduced sugar. Wow. So stevia is one of them? I I think stevia, I I could be mistaken Mm -hmm. on on that. But um, erythritol is in a lot of like those those drinks that you drink or the the, the protein bars that no Mm -hmm. sugar, no carbs, right? Yeah. And they have to have something sweet in it because no one's going to eat a piece of cardboard. Right. So they have to have something to make it taste palatable. Yeah. And a lot of times it's erythritol. Just just something you should look in the back. Oh, yeah. Now, if you eat it once in a while, not a big deal. But if it's, you're eating products, that's all they have. Yeah. Now this came out, you should watch it. Watch like out. Every, and this is not something that they were looking for, something that they happened to just find out as wow. they were doing this other study. Yeah, I'm going to check because every single day I, I drink my Tang. That's what I call it. Do you remember Tang way back when? Yeah. So it's Metamucil. <laughs> and it's sugar-free Metamucil. So I got to make sure whatever that's sugar-free. Now, we Especially went with your cholesterol, Joe. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Doc. I I, I give blood. I try and, and just I, you give blood and it just gets stuck. And it, it's in the tube. They don't. They're going to tell me don't come back. My cholesterol this last time two ninety nine. That's Joe. That is not good at all. I'm, I mean, I'm not. I mean, here, look at listen, me. I'm not a cardiologist. I'm not a heart doctor. But I'm telling you, two ninety nine is bad. Why is it? it just it's. 
You either so it's genes. Yeah, M- the majority of your cholesterol is genes. Yes, diet has some role in it, mm-hmm. but if it makes you feel any better, the majority is genes. It's the way that your liver functions. That's why you have people that are very obese and they have no cholesterol. Have no like, cholesterol. Well, that doesn't make any sense to me. Someone right. who's very thin, they have horrible cholesterol because yeah. it's just the way your liver is metabolizing things, and so you need to be on something. Damn, man. or else you're you. I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna have to have a new host for the show. <laughs> it's tripping me out. It really you is. Need to, you need to do it. If you have any suggestions, you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at six four one ten ten. But uh, yeah, that that's a bummer. I can guarantee you that. I've been doing the spinach smoothies. I've been doing all kinds of stuff. You know, I walk a bunch. And and, all that and, stuff. You, and your cholesterol went higher. Yeah. Now listen, I like beer. I'm not going to deny it, but I'm I'm not I'm not guzzling. Um, I'm enjoying. That's what I am. All right, now, let's get back to some sports injuries. And this one kind of caught me a little bit. Byron Jones, cornerback for the Miami Dolphins, missed the twenty this missed this past season, but is signed with the Dolphins through 2024. They are expecting that they're going to release him. And he basically said that he has a level of regret with his NFL career given his, quote, chronic pain and disabilities. Now, he responded – to a 2015 tweet from the NFL calling him Mr. Broadjump ahead of that year's draft. And he wrote, Today, I can't run or jump because of my injuries sustained playing this game. Do not take the pills they give you. Do not take the injections they give you. If you absolutely must, consult an outside doctor to learn the long-term implications. That, that's, a, that's heavy duty right yeah. there. You know, this has been something that's been discussed, especially with the concussions happening. People are saying, well, the doctors are on the take for the team and et cetera. I will tell you this, you know, going to this conference, not one doctor mentioned that they would change their thing because a team owner told them. Mm -hmm. Now, saying that we are all human, right? Mm -hmm. And we all have external pressure on anything in life. Is it possible your decision can be, you know, skewed? Without you realizing it, right? A, a subconscious decision right. making because of certain things. I mean, it's very possible we're all human beings. Um, or you want you ha- you're investing team. You're, you know, if I was a team Jaguars team doctor, I love the team. I want them to win. Exactly. Maybe I get the guy to go back and play because yeah. I think we need him to win. If you, you think know? he's close to hundred percent, right? And, and so those things happen. We're all human beings. Now, he's saying, don't take the pills, don't take the injections, and. and I know that, you know, going to this course, and I'm not team doc, but sometimes these guys come back fast compared to a normal person. Right. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Every injury is different. Sure. But just on the overall thing, they they get around the clock here. They do get around the clock here, but they come back very quickly. And and he's kind of saying, don't do that. Yeah. Right. And and now we've seen some players who say, no, I'm taking off. I'm, you know, kind of like in basketball. The problem is in basketball, they do it. They go, I'm taking a week off for rest. Load management. Load management. Yeah. Problem with football is you only have 17 games. Exactly. So load management is one or two games. That's a lot. Yeah, and in a lot of they only have 60 plays per game. They hit less and less now. The injuries are still pretty severe. Right, and, and you know I think this is definitely something people should take into consideration. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any doctor on the take, you know, for at least the, for a team owner right. to, to get the players back. But I think we're all human beings. Yeah. I think at and, least they've exposed some of that over the last, say, 15, 20 years. I agree. Because they now have independent doctors that are on the right. sideline, all that kind of and, stuff. And this is what I tell patients. Mm-hmm. When I talk to a patient, and I can tell they're uncomfortable or they might not like the advice that I'm giving them. I say, hey, you, if you want to get a second opinion, mm-hmm. you're more than welcome to get one. Yeah. And if you want to stay with that doc, stay with that doc. And if you want to come back and see me after, mm-hmm. I'll be more than happy to see you. 
I take zero, and any doctor should take zero offense to someone who wants right. to get a second opinion. You get it, you want a screen built out your house, you get four different quotes. Exactly. Right? You want so, to test drive a, or buy a car, you want to test drive several. Right. So yeah. it, it's fine. And, and I think that's every right. And if you want to do that, then mm-hmm. you should absolutely do that. And heck, even when a player hears this, because he says, uh, in my opinion, no amount of professional success or financial gain is worth avoid is worth avoidable chronic pain and disabilities. Ah, I mean, that's 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 heavy duty. Yeah. That doesn't mean he he never quit playing. He kept going from 15 to, to But now, 22. you know, he's playing he, Monday morning quarterback. It's easy, right. it's easy to say, hey, I, I shouldn't have done it back right. then. When you're in the heat of the moment, I need you to go back. Compete. I got to go yeah. play. And, and look, I think of Leon Searcy, who you see regularly on XL Primetime, and he's a big human being, all right? He played at 318 pounds, still is a big guy, uh, and he has chronic pain. But he also wouldn't trade what he, what he did. Right. Because you can, you can play, a, 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 say, I think he was in the league 10, 11 years. And he definitely had some wear and tear, and there might be some long-term injuries that he has to deal with, but he still wouldn't trade it. I will tell you this. you know, When I was doing fellowship and we got every MRI of every NFL player come in, every one of their knees looked like they were like 80 years old. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And they didn't have like severe injuries to say, hey, you can't play. They just mm-hmm. my knee hurts, my knee hurts. Right. Yeah, your knee looks like it's 80 <laughs> because of everything that you've done. Yeah. That's why it hurts. And so just the game of football is going to cause wear and tear on it. All right, I got to ask a couple of uh, NBA questions if we can sneak them in, but I got to bring this up since we're talking knees, we're talking football. I love this guy. His nickname is the Sod Father. Now, that is just an awesome, awesome name. So, the guy we're talking about, 94 years of age, and he's part of the NFL. He'd worked every Super Bowl and basically was the guy in charge of making sure that the, the Sod the turf was ready to go. And so George Toma comes out and basically says that that field you saw in Glendale, Arizona, it was trash, basically. And I'm paraphrasing, but he's 94 years of age. He's not going to hesitate to, you know, basically. Well, was he, in, he wasn't in charge of the field, was no, he? No, no, he was not. He, he stepped aside, uh, but he was known as the sod, sod father forever. And he basically said the field should have been left outside to dry before being moved inside. Now, here's his quote. This is great. He's talking about the guy that was uh, Ed Mangan was in charge of the turf, and Mangan worked under Toma for years, but that didn't stop the sod father from criticizing the way he handled the field. Here's Toma's quote. He waters the hell out of it and puts it right into the stadium, and that's it? Never sees the sunlight again? He can't do that. So he basically slammed him. And, Doc, you and I have talked about Field turf versus real turf. This was real grass. Yeah. But what this guy did could have led to some serious injuries. Well, they the, were slipping and sliding all over the place. So this grass was engineered by Oklahoma State University. Mm-hmm. Took him two years. And spent a gob of money. $800,000, right? Uh, and we came up with bad grass. This is kind of like um, that's some bad they got grass, like scientists man. to make grass as opposed to the guy who does your lawn who knows everything yes. about grass. Yes, right? yes, yes. And so I, I know that they always want to tell you how great they are and how much they're spending to make sure it's the best of the best, but this is the most viewed sporting event in the world, and that was an absolute poop show. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you don't – it's not rocket science. Sometimes no. you need the guy who, who is a lawn guy, who that's all he does for a living. Exactly. Who knows how to take care of it. Exactly. All right, got to get a couple questions in here, Doc. And, you know, this is kind of a general question, but um, when, when you – 
Think about the ankle, which we talked about this past week. What is worse, guys, playing soccer uh, or football player when you have ankle injuries that yeah. you, you know that are chronic? That's a great question because this was actually brought up at that course, and I don't remember if it was an Achilles or an ankle fracture or mm-hmm. syndesmosis. I'm trying to remember, but it was an ankle injury, and they had the return to play on all the sports. Soccer was the hardest and the longest to come back to play. Okay, than any sport now. Football was in the middle of the pack, but football was also different because it was positional. Mm-hmm. Like an O lineman could come back easier than, for example, a wide receiver who's running making cuts. Right. So it was also very positional, but overall, it was harder for a soccer player to come back from an ankle injury than a football player. Well, I tell you what, when when you're looking at uh, everyone thinks, and by the way, when we speak of spot, speak of soccer, the concussion in the game of soccer is also pretty done. They do get concussions. Uh, yes, any any sport that has any physicality, you can get concussions in it. Right. The difference is someone's not actively trying to, you know, tear your head off. Right. Yeah. And it's so funny because I'm thinking to myself as we were talking about the you know Leon and how long he played and and, and Byron Jones. You know, if 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 you feel like you have too many aches and pains that came from the game, you should have never played it. But an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman, they make contact every play. Right. Every single play. Whereas a cornerback may cover a guy, not have to tackle him, just basically turn or watch and run. the running back run the other way. Yeah, and I really don't know how many times they make contact, but when they do make full contact, speed. yeah, you know, O lineman, D lineman is making contact, a short bursts, mm-hmm. uh, a DB and a, and a safety, or they're making full speed trying to you know hit you to the next zip code. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, LeBron James, a week ago. Sunday night, they have this massive comeback against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, they end up winning the game. I think they came from either 23 down or 27 down. It was just crazy. Uh, but anyway, late in the game, LeBron basically driving to the hoop, and he feels he, – you, you could see him on the ground writhing in pain, and he basically said, I heard a pop. Well, he comes down, Doc, try, after trying to go up to the hoop and does not put any weight on his right leg, collapses to the floor – then he says he heard heard a pop. They take him to the sideline. They wrap up the ankle. He goes out and finishes the game. Did they take him to the back? They they started wrapping him up on the court side. Yeah. And I can't quite recall if they took him to the back or not. But he does finish the game. And then a couple days later, it comes out earlier this week that it's a right foot injury and he, he will be out for several weeks. Yeah. So whenever someone's playing and they say, I felt a pop in my foot, you think fifth metatarsal fracture. Right, that's that bone on the outside of your foot that mm-hmm. sticks out, or we call it maybe like a Jones fracture. If it's depends on what part it's in. Sure. If it if it's there's one area where he heals pretty well, one area where it's kind of iffy, one area where and they did surgery. and they called it a foot. They didn't call it an ankle, which right. would be an Achilles. You know, you hear right. that. So this sounds like it's a Jones when somebody hears a pop. That's when people come in with a fifth metatarsal fracture. That's that's the most common thing. I was doing something, my my ankle twisted and I felt a pop in my foot. Right. And that's usually what that is. They didn't say it was broken, but several weeks to me sounds like that is what it is because mm-hmm. it takes about six weeks for this thing to heal, six to eight weeks. So I, I think when we'll, we'll see the timeline when he comes yeah. back, it might be that. Yeah, because it could be before the end of the season. They'll put a bone stimulator on that sucker yeah. so it can heal in four weeks and get it yeah. back in. Because there's about three weeks left. And look, you know I'm a Laker fan, and, and we're in 12th place right now. Okay, we're fighting. What is, what is the playoffs now, 10th? You got to get in 10th? It's top top. Uh, Sixteen teams make it: eight from the west, eight from the east. Oh, so but then so, you got the remember you got that play-in game, right? Now. They get the play-in yeah, game. Yeah. That's, so you have to get to the ten, 10. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just it's ridiculous uh, how bad they are. But they've gotten better after they Bro, ship they have... Russ and, and and Beverly and all those guys out. Yeah. All right. Now, 
the other guy, Lamelo Ball, fractured right ankle. You looked at the video. That was of that. very weird. Isn't that trippy? Very. He had no injury, just kind of dribbling the ball. Then he falls down. It didn't. Even, he didn't even make a big deal of it. Just kind of fell down. Yeah. Walked back up. Fractured ankle. I'm not sure if they're doing surgery or not. I can't imagine it's a big, big fracture, like a mm-hmm. displaced fracture. It's right. got to be some hairline type thing, and it's just sitting there. But it, he had nothing spectacular to make that thing no, break. No, no, it's crazy. All right, so we will look at some of the combine injury news that comes out if we do get any of that next week. Uh, if we miss your question, we'll definitely try and get to it next week. Uh, 641-1010 if you want to hit us right here at the end of the show. We had a great time. As always, sports injuries is what we talk about. Doc, uh, bariorthopedics.com. Yep. And Barry on Instagram. And if they want to check out the whole podcast? A Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Don't forget F1 after this first race of the season, John. All right, so hit us with an F1 thought if you do have that as you watch it a little bit later on today. Uh, we are out. And, and, you know, more than anything else, locations all over the city. You've got all sorts of opportunities, specialists inside Barry Orthopedics that can help you. And we're talking head to toe. It could be any joint that they can take care of you. So make sure you check them out. Joe C., I'll talk to you tomorrow on XL Primetime at noon. Dr. George Bari saying all of you have a great day. You've been listening to Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C on 1010XL.